Hello guys, it's Marvel slash Paranormal Chat coming at you again. So, uh, I just wanted to let you know, um, it's not a surprise, uh, to some of you who live in Missouri and what Missouri weather is like. But we rarely ever get snow. And just as I thought, like, uh, somewhere in... Uh, between late January and February, it would be snowing. But like I told my girlfriend KC that, um, I will believe it when I see it. And now, since last night and today, well, guess what? It's snowing. And, uh, it usually... Um, either warms up uh, when spring comes around the corner, but usually spring doesn't feel like spring until like summer hits and it feels like spring. But anyway, um, just so you know, that's what's been going on. And the movie that I want to see today is called Escape Room. Now, for some reason, the movie theater uh, is open, but they aren't going to open until like 2 o'clock, which means in my time zone, I will be leaving my apartment about 1.50 time. 1.50 p.m. Just to clarify, because there's no way I am going to be waking up 1.50 a.m. to see any kind of horror movie. I could if I have the potential of waking up on purpose that early but I kind of doubt the theater will be open by that time and uh, I'll be sure to share my thoughts as soon as I watch the movie if it scared me or if it didn't scare me or if or I was able to handle it like I see uh, most horror movie tropes uh, coming from a mile away kind of thing. Unless, though, unless they did something really smart that I did not think of. Then that's what makes a really good horror movie right there. Because let me tell you my thoughts when I heard about Scream as an example. My sister said to me, uh, go see it. It, it's it's worth seeing. It's it's a parody. I said, okay, I'll watch it. And my dad and I saw it. I saw Scream. And Drew Barrymore at the very beginning receives an unknown phone call. Now this kind of goes into like. Uh, urban legend territory right here. A mysterious car in 
a horror movie. We've seen that trope somewhere before. And then uh, she was Wow, you can really dance. And we've um, we we've we've seen something like that before, uh, and and like uh, horror movies that borrow this trope from urban legends before. There's an older movie called um, "Have You Checked the Children?" I th I think, or when a stranger calls. Actually, I think is is what it is, and and the stranger says, "Have you checked the the children?" Now, there was a remade version of that, which it wasn't that scary at all. And uh, when I <clears throat> saw the remade version, I was like, yeah, not as good as the original. <laughs> but in this one, um, they used the line, what's your favorite scary movie? Now that has become a pop culture saying after watching Scream, believe it or not. I mean, uh, people in the 90s uh, uh, wanted a, a new catchphrase to, to use in the 90s, and there you go. What's your favorite scary movie? I kind of feel like that's a common question that people ask anyway, but to use it in a creepy voice like that, now everybody wants to imitate it now it's part of pop culture um so will this be like scream i have no idea be, be, because uh, every time in the scream movie uh drew barrymore hangs up the phone and picks it back up i um and then by the third time uh, the voice on the phone threatened her to uh, kill her, <laughs> and I'm I'm like, this is not a parody movie. I mean, I know the definition of parody too, be, because my sister said this was a uh, a parody movie, and I was kind of mad at her for tricking me into seeing a real horror movie. <laughs> and. I was uh, feeling really scared and shaking and in my seat. And then when uh, Scream ended, I saw uh, an immediate uh, sequel happening. My sister didn't believe me at first. I said, uh, yeah, there is going to be a sequel. Uh, the true meaning of a sequel in... A traditional horror movie sense is like the same villain uh, character comes back from the dead uh, to kill these teenagers in a new horrific way in a sequel and sequels aren't always better by any means because look at the Friday 13th uh, sequels. I mean, they kept making them regardless of the bad acting and and uh, the only thing that counted was the really good practical effects they used. And um, <clears throat> so in this sense of a sequel, there is a copycat killer 
who wants to recreate Woodsboro. And that is where the scare factor really kicked in at its best. I saw that at night, and that was really scary. Now, the third one, I don't know if I saw that at night, but, but all, I know, all I know is that was supposed to be the last of the sequel. It's called a trilogy, and, and uh, Randy touched on the trilogy uh, kind of thing, which had a nice wrap-up tone to it. Why they made part four, I have no idea, but um, it was... Was Randy in in that movie? Maybe. I, I I can't remember because it's on Netflix right now. I'll ha I'll have to check that out again. But even if he made one last video for a part four, um, they're calling this a, a wrap up sequel because uh, with Wes Craven who. Uh, passed away not too long ago, but without his creative um, ideology as a director to make a really smart horror movie like he did. I mean, there there are some um, okay and not so good horror movies made by him as as well, but um, but Scream uh, that was his baby, I think, uh, with with him producing uh, the Scream sequels, I mean. But with Wes Craven out of the picture, I don't think there's going to be a part five, although the Scream fans want there to be a part five. And I'm one of them, but I just don't see it coming. If they're going to do anything like that, it might be a reboot of sorts, but uh, I think they should just uh, leave the, the Scream movies right where it is no matter what the politics in the u.s says uh about rebooting the uh the movies are some of them should be left untouched any kind of classics such as halloween and friday 13th and a nightmare on elm street should be left untouched that's just where i'm coming from i i'm, I'm sure with the right director and the right creative team, uh, aside with the identity politics I've been hearing in the news, you'll have a good sequel and a reboot if it's done properly. And um, <laughs> I, I, I swear I am not a very... A political person, but there's no getting around it if I hear it in the news or internet wise but uh this this whole reboot thing just needs to not happen unless there's a a movie that needs a desperate reboot um, so escape room all i know is uh there are going to be people locked in a room and one of them will be the ultimate survivor uh, um, 
excuse me, survivor at, at the end by solving all the puzzles, whether if it means to be honest of why you're there and all of this tropey stuff. Maybe there's something else hidden in there I didn't see on the trailer, but the, the, the trailer was okay. I just want to see if this one scares me. And if they do anything right in this movie, I'll be sure to leave my review. But whatever they're they're doing in that that room for, I think it's kind of Hunger Games like in a way. Although I'm not too sure that the government is behind it, but who knows? Maybe they are. Maybe they know that the game is going on. But <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I'll be sure to leave my thoughts when the. Uh, I'm given the chance to see the escape room. And uh, till next time, guys, this is Marvel slash Paranormal Chat signing off once again. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you may be, depending on the time and the place you are hearing this currently. And have a great day. Goodbye. Okay, guys, so I'm back from the escape room that I just saw. And um, let me just say this. Um, I like the story. <clears throat> yeah, I like the story. But it kind of fell flat when I saw kind of like your stereotypical... Uh, villain in the uh, middle of the climax of the story because uh, that kind of reminded me of like a, a handlebar mustache uh, twisted kind of villain is the only way I could describe this villain and it was um, a man obviously but uh, who's to say that women can't play villains i i'm sure um there have been quite a few movies like that uh, anyway basic instinct uh let me see it was uh scream 2 was one of them scream 4 um i'm sure there were others um let's let's name one from a Stephen King book, you know, um, what was this one called? Misery. Yeah, that, that was, I don't know, that was, that was disturbing. Um, it's the only word I could come up with for a movie like that. Um, but in Escape Room, this is just, I don't want to say too much because I'll go to uh, Spoiler Town if I say too much on it. But I, I, I think the only thing I could say about it is uh, it's kind of like your everyday um, escape rooms that they have out there. But it serves a deadly purpose uh, that if you're able not to 
solve the puzzle, you'll get killed off kind of thing. It's kind of like, oh gosh, I think it's a blend of uh, Hunger Games, only I don't think they're broadcasting it live on TV is the only difference. And um, also it's kind of like uh, Saw as, as well, a blend of those two, um, you know, mixed together, and, uh, I, I don't know, I mean, it's not, a a torture, uh, porn by any means, because that's what the Saw movies came to be, uh, until they decided to end the series, and then make one more called, uh, Jigsaw. Kind of like what what happened after the jigsaw uh, murders happened after the uh, last and final Saw movie um, came about. Um, anyway, it's it's kind of like those blends, and uh, I I'm not very good on. On giving spoiler-free movie reviews, I might just go back to just speaking my my mind again. Be, because let me just tell you something. This is really hard to not give you any spoilers. I I'm going to spoiler town if I uh, come back to see a movie of any kind. I'm going to say what's what's in it and what my thoughts are so I just may as well do that next uh, we'll just call this non-spoiler for now but uh, I I'm just used to expressing my my own thoughts and opinions but uh, let's let's just put it this way there is a potential for a sequel here the way how the movie ended it's kind of like saying, like, let's play again. That only leaves room for a sequel to be made, but we're not sure where the success in this movie is going to hit if, if the uh, escape room does well in the box office right now. It may not do. Um very well. I mean, who's who's to say uh, where the box office hits are um, at this moment? But uh, we'll just we'll just see where this goes, and there could be a part two. We'll we'll see about that. The only sequel that I'm planning to see now that I've watched it. I think you've heard me say it before, until I actually... Met. The latest Star Wars trilogy may be coming to an end. The actual um, movie called Happy Death Day. Like I said, uh, I, I probably just uh, got too busy and didn't make time to watch it uh, around my apartment or otherwise. But uh, I, I made time 
so I enjoyed it. You just have to take it uh, for what it is. It is just going to be cheesy acting, and, and this is the movie that's self-aware of being cheesy, and they're just using um, any kind of excuse to use the uh, Groundhog Day um, kind of white gimmick here, reliving the same day over and over and over again until she figures out who the real killer is. And part two is coming out, but this is going to be a whole different spin-off of Happy Death Day. It's going to be called Happy Death Day to you. Anyhow, thanks for listening, and I wish I knew what to say more about this movie, but if... <laughs> If given me uh, the, the chance uh, to prepare beforehand, maybe I'll do that, but it's kind of hard not to spoil anything, especially if it's a movie that um, will give a lot of it away. <sighs> I think I probably did anyway. Um, all right. So those are my my thoughts and my random thoughts as as well. All right, thanks for listening. Um, this is Marvel slash Paranormal signing off. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night wherever you may be listening to this currently. And goodbye. Okay, um, this is long overdue since I wanted to um, talk about this since I saw the teaser trailer for the new Ghostbusters uh, 3 movie. Now, again, uh, just in case, this is Marvel slash Paranormal Chat um, signing on. And... I just want to put this out there. Now, the Paul Feig um, 2016 Ghostbusters, I hate to actually bring this up again, but his whole thing about why the whole franchise, <clears throat> well, his franchise, um, died is because of uh, trolls and uh, toxic fandom, that kind of thing. Uh, no, Paul Feig. The reason why it bombed is because we hardcore fans who grew up in the 80s could actually see that movie failing to begin with. Because, let's face it, your trailer was trash. The trailer did not make me want to go to see that movie anyway. Sure, you could throw proton packs uh, uh, that look weird-looking and new-looking and this sort of concept that, that you have going on. But what really killed the franchise is you calling us man-babies. I doubt that he listens to Anchor. And that doesn't really 
concern me. But just in case if he is. You know what, Paul Fink? This is my 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 rant right right here. Don't call hardcore Ghostbusters fans man babies, sexist, misogynists. You're gonna lose fans and money that way. And that made us not want to see that movie because you said something like that. And uh, guess what? We have the power to vote with our money. If we don't want to see something that Hollywood is using against us, especially what Amy Pascal did and people behind uh, the, the scenes of Sony did, calling us man babies, trolls that live in um, their parents' basement, basement dwellers. No, we're none of those things, thank you. We are just passionate of our respectable franchise. And it should be part three. If you were going to do a light reboot, let's uh, do something that's passing on a torch to the new Ghostbusters set in the same universe. After part two that has happened. That's all we asked for. Yeah, I mean, 2016 Ghostbusters had the original cast in it. But guess what? They didn't play themselves. That's not what we asked for. The original cast were not playing themselves as Peter Venkman, Raymond Stance. They were not playing as... Winston said more. No. They were. Uh, they they have new names in in this movie. I did not see it for reasons why I don't want to go see it until the the real Ghostbusters three comes out. Sure, I might rent it on on Amazon, but they're not getting a dime for uh from me ever until. I am satisfied with what I see in the new Ghostbusters 3. I'm throwing caution into the wind because we don't know anything just yet if the original cast members are coming back. I would love to see Rick Moranis reprising his role as Louis Tully. Who wouldn't? Um, Dana Barrett, Sigourney Weaver. Annie Potts as... Um, Janine Melnitz. Bill Murray is Peter Fankman, but that's kind of iffy because he's been kind of slippery with that the whole Ghostbusters uh, 3 uh, kind of talk anyway. And, and Dan Aykroyd as Raven Stance. And uh, Winston Sedmore. That's uh, Ernie Hudson. We would love to have them for one more round as the Ghostbusters. Now, whoever is the next uh, director of the new Ghostbusters movie, they have to be respectable of our franchise. They have to 
kind of infer or reference that these four uh, friends saved New York City twice. And uh, they, they could call it extreme Ghostbusters or uh, however they're going to call it uh, that the next time if, if this uh, is upstanding to hardcore fans like us. And let me talk about uh, why this is very important to me. You want to know how I, I was introduced to Ghostbusters? I saw the movie, not in the theater. It was released on VHS. Now, it may uh, reveal to you how old I am because I lived through the decades as these movies were being made, counting killer clowns from outer space. But that's not what I'm talking about. Ghostbusters was given to me as a gift for Hanukkah. And I, I was excited to actually watch it. My mom wasn't even sure that I would enjoy it at, at first. I don't even remember asking it, but she kind of uh, felt like I might, um, I might like to watch it. And um, <clears throat> when, when we popped it in, uh, you know what? For a movie like that, uh, for somebody who is, gosh, how old was I? Like maybe four, maybe five years old when I watched it. It scared me pretty bad when I first watched it. I mean, just, you have to understand. I mean, this was, was the 80s. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I know there are going to be some parents out there like, your parents will let you watch that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the 80s, and it kind of was uh, aimed as like a uh, family-friendly movie, but uh, all, all the same, it was pretty scary. Uh, especially the terror dogs in, in that uh, movie that break from the uh, encasement that they were in. The, uh, what, what, um, they're kind of like the gargoyles outside of the apartment buildings. When they broke free, both of them, we, we actually didn't get to see them break free, but you know what happened. I mean... Uh, <laughs> What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, it, anyway, they, they broke free even though we didn't see it. And um, somehow Dana and Louis Tully gets possessed by these terror dogs. And... Uh, they only refer to themselves as uh, the key master and the gatekeeper. And getting these two together, as Peter Venkman said in the movie, Egon Spengler thinks it would be extraordinarily dangerous, and he was right at the end because they um, opened the, uh, the gate together for um, having... Zul appear. Not only that, um, 
the uh, end of the world uh, kind of thing with the uh, um, storage facility exploding and all of these ghosts that they caught were loose in the city once again because the prophecy of uh, Zul was being um, fulfilled. And then there's part two. Now, Ivan Reitman's son was in that movie where the, the boy was uh, calling the two surviving uh, Ghostbusters, one of the two uh, surviving Ghostbusters in, in that movie um, said, you know my my dad said that you're full of crap. That is actually Ivan Reitman's son uh, saying that to them. Jason Reitman, if you would believe, I guess he must have been at least 11, maybe 12 uh, at most. Anyway, he, uh, he grew up on that set. And while I understand it may not be the best movie out of all of them, but it still counts as a Ghostbusters movie, and they saved the end of the world from happening again. This time with Vigo the Carpathian. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it still counts. And then um, Slimer. Slimer was actually a good guy in, in this one. I thought for sure we were going to get a part three after that. Uh, like something out of uh, the real Ghostbusters, I, I thought. Like uh, they'll, they'll keep Slimer as a pet or something. But uh, we never got one. I mean, there were talks of one, sure. Especially Dan Aykroyd was uh, pushing hard for it seeing it to come to fruition. But every time you hear him speak, you have to kind of take his words at a, at, at a grain of salt. Even after the 2016 um, movie already happened, and he, he said, we are going to have a, a, a part three to this. I know, I, I, I'm I'm usually pretty skeptical uh whatever is being said on on media right now. I mean, I want to believe it, yes. But I have to take his word with a uh, grain of salt and he says that they're currently working on a really great script for for part 3. And I I was like, okay, we'll wait and we'll see what happens. And then there was a a, a teaser trailer uh, officially announcing in summer of 2020 uh, that the Ghostbusters um, 3 is going to be made. And it's going to be set um, in the uh, original Ghostbusters universe. And it will be like the passing of, of the torch to the new Ghostbusters. That's all we asked for. If there's going to be a light reboot, we we just need 
to see the Ghostbusters being trained with the new Ghostbusters that will take over. Maybe the next movie would, would be the Extreme Ghostbusters. Uh, who knows? Uh, whether it be live action or animated, but I, I definitely want to see a live action of the Extreme Ghostbusters. Even if, if they happen to make an animated one, uh, I, I want to see a live action of, of that too. If, if this one um, does well in the box office, I'm hopeful that it does well in the box office. You can see from the way I'm talking that it's bringing all sorts of nostalgia, the feels back to me when I saw that teaser trailer and I got goosebumps. I, I, I was like, I want to be excited, I do, and I am, but, but I'm carefully excited because uh, we, we need more information whether if Bill Murray um, is going to be in the part three because he's been kind of slippery with, with that. Dan Aykroyd, without a doubt, he's, he's on board with it, and so is Ernie Hudson. The only thing that we're not going to get, unfortunately, is Harold Ramis. Unfortunately, with with uh, the Ghostbuster 3 idea being disrespected like it was, we're not going to get Egon Spangler back. Sure, they might throw a little few tricks in there, say, saying like uh, they, they could have him come back a, as a ghost somehow, uh, kind of like uh, how they deal with with Leia and um, in Rogue One um, with with Princess Leia right there, but I still want it to be done right in in respect of Harold Ramis as Egon Spangler, even if he is uh, coming back as as a ghost. Please, please uh, use really good CGI people with this. Have his memory uh, in, in respect, even if you have a few dialogues that are going to be um, recorded from the last uh, moments of the outtakes from the original uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 that might have been cut out, like it was uh, left out in a scene for for the cutting floor kind of thing that never made it into the movie. But if you have to jumble those dialogues in his words as it's being re recorded, as if it, they, they were talking to uh, the, the new Ghostbusters or uh, whomever, do it in a respectful way. That's all we ask. And, and, uh, Peter Venkman, if if he comes in, uh, uh, the the rumor is that he's going to be seen as a ghost as as well. Like he dies uh, during a ghost busting accident or something like that, and um, he returns as as a ghost. And um, I think um, Raymond Stans and Winston said more are probably going to be the ones that are going to put the new Ghostbusters through um, 
like the ghost busting drill and stuff like that. We don't know. I don't know. And just, I want more information. We, we have to have confirmation if Bill Murray is actually coming back. We have to have confirmation that the originals are coming back. We're not going to get Harold Ramis back, only if they're going to animate him as a ghost somehow, but uh, hoping against hope that um, this will be done right and respected. And, and, and actually, uh, Jason Reitman is, is the one who's directing the, the new Ghostbusters 3. The only Ghostbusters 3 that is being thrown out there on, on the interwebs right now. And we have the official teaser trailer to prove it. But he... I, I think I feel safe with him and his dad helping him along uh, as a producer of how to make uh, the Ghostbusters movie look right. So I, I am not one, one bit concerned. But however, I, if, if I am, uh, the, the only thing that if I am concerned about is Uh, if if the originals are are coming back, the the last three uh, surviving members, it's kind of like trying to get a uh, band back together that that broke up for <laughs> like maybe thirty years later, kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, um, if they don't mesh well together on on screen that's that could be very concerning if if the um if the actors don't have the same chemistry like they did back in the 80s but hopefully hopefully they reprise their roles for our sake and just maybe act like that they're friends for one final film <laughs> we'll see what happens I, I I am excited. I am, but uh, I'm just a little bit cautious too. And just the whole thing with with a teaser trailer, word, the uh, testing of the proton beams, that thing, the uh, soundtrack where the librarian gets haunted in in the uh, downstairs library where these drawers open up by themselves and uh, she gets scared as she turns around and and runs away and something frightens her in in front of her that we don't get to see uh, but but the the light was bright white and um it was a ghostbusters theme song and, and i i'm i'm like uh, that that this is an awesome movie. Of course, it it builds up until like the the very last end of the third act, where uh, they beat Gozer the Gazarian. Yeah, but <laughs> after a while, I I couldn't stop watching that that movie because I was watching it over and over and over and over and over again. I I, I actually didn't get 
nightmares from it. I, I might have actually one nightmare from that movie, and that was the terror dogs, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I, uh, I, I just saw a scary movie, and, and I have nightmares. This was meant to be a comedy, but I, I never really had a serious nightmare. After a while, I, I was back to norm, my, my normal self, and I kept watching it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. That's how dedicated I am as a Ghostbuster hardcore fan. Just don't disrespect us. I'm glad that Jason Reitman is taking into consideration of doing the film right for us hardcore fans. That's all I have to say on the matter. That's the end of my rant, people. All right. But as as usual, this is Marvel slash Paranormal Chat signing off. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Wherever you may be, signing off and goodbye.